Hello, I'm your host, Megan Kenny, and you are tuning in to Lifting the Fog, a podcast that hopes to become a collection of conversations offering support and connecting individuals affected by childhood cancer. As always, please email us at liftingthefog1 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you with your questions, concerns, thoughts, and ideas for future conversations. And subscribe, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, but please subscribe and rate us. This week's episode features a sweet girl near and dear to my heart. Jess is a 16-year-old cancer survivor and big inspiration for this podcast. She's into radio and broadcasting at her local high school. She's an aerialist, if I'm saying that right. She's funny, she's beautiful, and bald does not define her. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right. We're on. Hi, Jess. Hello. We're live. We are live. Well, well, we will be live <laughs> we we, will be. when we edit it and yeah. then post it. Exactly. So we've got a vacuumer in the hallway, yeah. but that's okay. He doesn't speak English, so when we ask, could you please stop vacuuming, <laughs> he said, yes, more vacuum. Yeah. But that's all right. That's okay. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to see you. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. let's just talk about you. Like, can you just tell me your family dynamic, what are the things that you love to do, like a little bit yeah. about you? Yeah, um, like who do you live with? Where do you live? Well, I don't tell am. Us where you live. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am an only child. Okay. And then what else? I'm an only child. Uh, a little you, bit about me. Are your parents together? You live with both your yes, parents. Yes, I live okay. both both my parents. Okay. And I'm a high schooler. This year, high school. I'm a junior in high school. Okay. And you just turned, kind of just turned, how old? 16. Okay. I just so a couple months. You just months. got your wheels. I just got my wheels. I love them. Okay. Are you driving around everywhere? Yes. Like excited I got to in run big errands? trouble this morning, though. Why? Because I accidentally drove. I had a breakdown about this. I'm okay now. Okay. Because I learned, I went to my counselor and she said that if if they haven't called me by now, I should be fine. But I accidentally ran not one, but two bus stop signs. Okay. This is an issue. Okay. I didn't know. What I, do you mean? I just, it, you I didn't had see the stop sign I, and the flashing red lights. I, I thought they were like, when they honked, I thought they were saying hi. I'm, oh, I think no. the best in people. Okay. But here's just a quick tip. <laughs> if you are behind a bus and they extend their yeah. octagon looking red sign with the letters <laughs> S-T-O-P. <laughs> see, okay. You could stop. I figured that. Because I never have had that encounter with a bus before. I've always been passing. <laughs> yes. Like, we've always, they've been moving and I've been moving. Oh, not been behind them? No. Like, it wasn't behind them. Okay. They were, like, on one side of the road and I was on one side okay. of the road. Okay. I didn't know that you still had to stop. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, now you know. Now I do know. And I learned twice this morning. And you've morning. been driving for how long? Like, three weeks. Okay. So, so that's, now, I mean. I get a free pass. Learning curve. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> so you're a driver. I am. What are your favorite, like, what are you into? That's a hard question. Um, what are sixteen-year-old a... girls in the Midwest? <laughs> what are you into? Oh my gosh, I'm not a normal sixteen-year-old girl. <laughs> I am into aerial arts. So what, are, what is that? So it's aerial like silks and aerial hoops. So anything basically that's in the circus, I'm into. Okay. So when I think of that, 
which it might be annoying for you because you're so into it and good at it. It's, I think of Pink. No, singer. yeah, no, no. She's totally great. Okay. She's, um, okay. I actually worked with her trainer once. Her really? name's Drea. What? Yeah. Yeah. And you do it locally around here? Um, Indianapolis. You, did you do it when you were on treatment? No, I wasn't allowed to go upside down on treatment, sadly. Are you doing it now? I am. I just took my first class back this past week. Wow. So. And, okay, and to back up on treatment. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So walk me through that whole experience. Um, day one. Day one. So I found I had a biopsy, and I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. And I was told I had five rounds of chemo treatment. And... Um, yeah, and then I I had my port surgery, and then the day after my port surgery, I went in for my first day of chemo. Um, I'm the p- kind of person who likes to get things done, so I didn't like waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, the first day, I just, when I had my port in, I just went and got my first day of chemo done, and then... How long ago was that, that first day? The first day of chemo was probably the first week of March. Okay. First, second week of March, I think. Yeah, I think it was the second week of March because I recall it being March 14th. So what happened leading up to being diagnosed? Were you home and sick or yeah. what did that look like? I always had like struggle, like struggled to breathe. And I figured that was related to anxiety. Uh-huh. But turns out it was. And then a couple times I started. This is graphic. So if you need to edit it out, that's fine. I started coughing up blood. We want the raw deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I started coughing up blood. First time, I Googled my symptoms, and it said I had lung cancer, and I was freaking out, and I was told, like, you're overreacting, like, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And then second time, I was like, yeah, I'm just freaking out for no reason. Stop Googling your symptoms and just go. Mm -hmm. And then the third time, I was like, okay, I really want to see a doctor. Mm -hmm. And then I did. Did you tell your mom the first time? Yeah. Okay. I did. And she said, we'll just wait it out. Yeah. Because we don't know. Some people, sometimes it's just because you have a cold. Sometimes. Was it a lot or a little? It wasn't a little, but it wasn't a lot. It was just like right split. Okay. It was... It was an abnormal amount, but it still could be something blocking Enough the to make you be like, this yeah. could be nothing, it could be something. Yeah. Okay. So that happened three times. It's and then happened. you said, I want I to see I put my foot down. I was like, I need to see a doctor. So I did. I had an x-ray, and there was a mass on my lungs. Did you go to a pediatrician? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then my and pediatrician found the mass on my lungs, and he said, okay, I want you to go in for a CT scan. Okay. And so I did that, and then he sent me to my doctor. Hold on. Do you remember when the pediatrician said, let's do an x-ray? Do you remember that conversation? Um, yeah, it was just the same time that, um, it was the same time that I went in for the coughing of blood. He's like, well, while you're here, we're, we're going to x-ray your chest. So did never, anybody said cancer then? No. No. And were you thinking it? I mean, in the back of my head, like the first Google all yeah. was in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. but... I didn't really think it was going to be cancer, no. I uh, thought it was going to be irritation, something else. But okay. turns out. So then you get the x-ray. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then. Oh, he finds the mass. Yeah. You said that. And then what? And then I had a CT scan. Uh-huh. And then he referred me to doctor, a doctor at my hospital. I don't know if we're disclosing information still. So. Yeah, you can say. Where'd you get treated? I was treated at Riley Hospital in Indianapolis. Okay. So, so he referred you... Referred you there, and mm-hmm. you. How did that conversation go? 
telling you you need to see an oncologist and it's cancer it was actually he didn't diagnose me because he didn't know he just referred you out yeah he's like well i don't know what it is so i'm going to send you to this guy who will know what it is okay and so he referred me to dr croup at riley hospital and um and then i met like that's i didn't know my mom texted me um i'm picking you up at 12 and I was at school and I was got this text. I was like, okay, I guess I'm leaving at 12. Yeah. And then I got in the car and she's like, we're going to go see an oncologist at Riley. And so we did. And I met Dr. Krupp and he did a magic trick for me. And he does magic. <laughs> he does magic. So what was mom's vibe when she picked you up? You know your mom. Yes. So was she anxious, worried, even she's, she's She was level-headed. Okay. Uh, she always is worried about me. I'm her only child. Well, she's a mom. Yeah, That's she's a mom. That's what we do really well. Yeah. And worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm her only child, too, and it's just... But you just didn't sense going. a vibe from her. No. You were like, okay, let's it just was go all to me. the next appointment. Yeah. You were worried. I was the one When she said out. oncology? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I knew what that word meant, but I got in the car. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So... You see Dr. Krupp, he does a magic trick for you. Yes. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And then when when did you find out it is, in fact? Um, the following week I had a bi- biopsy. So that was okay. probably a Thursday. Okay. Monday I had a biopsy. Okay. And then Friday I found out. Or my Friday my mom found out, and she couldn't, she didn't have the heart to tell me that day. Um, so Saturday she told me and right when I woke up. And then um, I kind of told everyone else. I told my best friend and I told or my parents deal, dealt with my grandparents and family. Mm-hmm. And I told my, I was in charge of telling my friends. And I only told um, my really close family friends who mm-hmm. at the barn I work at. Mm-hmm. And my best friend, Hannah, and my best friend, Charlie. Okay. And my best friend, Chris. I told those three people. Okay. And eventually I told the other people. Well, I wasn't going to be in class and all that, and it's because I'm sick, but, um, yeah, yeah, and I just kind of spent the day at my best friend's house, kind of. Saturday? Yes, this Saturday. You said, I want, I'm leaving, Mom. Yeah, my my mom had to work that day, too. She had to work the Friday she found out, and she was just, like, like, not in a good headspace. She cried the whole, like, she was teaching a yoga class, and she cried the whole time, and. And then Saturday, she had to teach another one, so... And my dad had to do some stuff around the house, and I just didn't want to be alone. Yeah. And it's not that they were distancing themselves. They would have stayed if I asked them to, but I needed to go tell my friends. I needed to get that checked checked off the list and stuff. Yeah. And I just couldn't sit in my room, which I would have done and wallowed. I couldn't have done that. Yeah. And so Sunday, I just kind of did my regular thing, and Monday, I got my port surgery, and Tuesday, I got... Um, Tuesday I got chemo chemo so between Monday and well I guess Monday and Friday for your mom Monday and Saturday for you did that feel like a long time did you know that you were waiting for those yeah for a yes or a no I was constantly asking what can I do like the whole Saturday Sunday I was constantly asking what can I do to stop this like what can I do what can I do and she's like well you can just go through chemo and do what the doctors tell you to but you can't do anything at this moment yeah until you can't do anything till Monday or Tuesday were you saying that in that tone were you crying yeah i was crying i was crying yeah. all weekend but yeah it's just like what can i do to get this out so so when do you feel like you know from finding out and starting treatment that you got to a place where you were like 
okay, this is what it is, and I just have to do this and not after the first not crying. Yeah, after the first chemo, like the okay. last or the first three days. So my chemo cycle worked in. I had three days in a row, uh-huh. two eight-hour long days, and mm-hmm. then one four-hour long day. Okay. And then I'd come back. So that was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, always. And then I'd come back the following Tuesday mm-hmm. for another chemo, for another, like, four-hour check-in and chemo. And then, so that Thursday chemo that I had was my kind of, like, wake-up call. I was like, okay, you got to stop crying and just deal with this. But until then, you were yeah. upset. Yeah. And- until then, I was like... it. Like, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was so sick and, like, so, like, in pain. Like, it was just upsetting. And then Thursday, I was like, okay, you got to you gotta deal with this. You can't. You got to yeah. hold it together because if you don't, like, everyone else is going to be worried about you. So, Do you ever feel like there was a point in treatment where the tears stopped and was that it? And then for the rest of the time until you rang the bell, you feel like you were just in kind of go mode with it? or Yeah, I felt like. Or did like... that kind of ebb and flow? I felt like I was, I was just dealing with cancer. I was just dealing with it in my own way with just being my normal self. And like, if I, I felt like it was, if I, if I changed, people would treat, automatically treat you like you're sick, automatically treat you like this. So I tried to do everything I can to make sure people didn't stare at me or act like I was sick or treat me differently and. So in class, I'd just go to another room and I'd study on my own. That was different. I would get up and leave. So that was the only thing that was really different. Yeah. I wore a wig, so no one noticed that I didn't have hair, so I avoided people staring at me. I um, I just kind of did my normal thing. I didn't. I kept my cheery smile on, even though I wasn't so cheery. And if I could come to school, I did. If I could get up in the morning, I did. If I could ride the bus, I did. Yeah. So trying to do as many things, quote unquote, normal yeah. as you could. Yeah. So let's talk about your wig. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you getting them. Yes. And seeing those <laughs> pictures and you were pumped about getting yeah. them. So whose decision was, hey, let's do that? It was mine. Um, I was told I was going to get a wig at Riley. Or with Riley. Yeah. So I never, I applied, I don't know if I ever turned in the application for that one. Mm -hmm. But um, I did go to see a lady who specialized in wigs for people with, I don't know what the disease is called, but it's called like alopecia or something. Uh And then um, cancer patients. And um, she's like, that was her like job. Like she had a shop, like she, you'd sit down with her for an hour and you'd test on hundreds of different wigs and styles and then you'd order the one you'd like. Locally in Indiana? Yeah. Do you remember the name of the shop? I do not, but I can definitely find it. Um, Maybe let me know and I'll post it. I will. Um, when we post this podcast in case people want, you know. Yeah, if they have interest in it. She yeah. was amazing. Um, because yours looked so beautiful. It was right on, They yeah. looked like They're not, a, not a wig. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah. Um, it was on 86th Street. Okay. By St. Vincent's Hospital. Okay. Um, okay. Right off that building. Okay. But. What, how was that experience? Was it fun? Yeah. It was like the reality was setting in. It was like, I went two day or the day after I shaved my head. So, I was still kind of in shock that my hair was gone. Yeah, fun is probably a really awful yeah. word to describe it. But maybe. <laughs> I took my best friend and we made the best out of it we could. Yeah. Tried on one that made me look like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like we, 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 jo- <laughs> we had fun, the made most the, fun we could. Made 
the most of it. Yeah. 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 So did you shave your head, like, because... It only took two weeks for my hair to fall out after yeah. my first chemo treatment. Yeah. So the week after chemo, I ended mm-hmm. up... My first week... The week after my first week of chemo, the twos, the last second Tuesday that I had chemo. So day... I'd call it day eight of my 21 days. Yeah. Um, that night I went in... I t- did my chemo, I went home, and I spiked a fever. So when you spike a fever, you automatically go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the hospital, and I was forced to stay. Or I wasn't forced. <laughs> but that sounds I mean, bad. pretty much. I was. I had to stay inside the hospital. I and, was. And in, they make you stay. Why? Because? Because I'm neutropenic, and my blood, which means white blood cells, aren't, like, aren't able to fight off infections. So when you get a fever, mm-hmm. they think... You can't, I don't know how to say Yeah, and they don't want your pore to get infected. Yeah, they don't want anything to get infected because you won't be able to fight it. So protocol. Yeah, protocol. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. So So I was there. Yeah, Yeah, I had to stay for five days. I Uh was there till Sunday. Yes. And then that whole week in the hospital, my mom is so grateful for that, that all my hair just started coming out in chunks. Like, I got home on that Monday. Like, I left Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Um. And I had, I still had hair then, so, like, I had, like, just patches of bald spots, and, like, most of my hair was gone, and all of it throughout that week was just kind of falling out. It was, it was bad. It was crunchy. It hurt. It hurt to fall out? Yeah. It's different for everyone. I was researching, and it's different for everyone, but since I had such thick hair before I fell out, fell out it it hurt to fall out like like I did it sleep. feel like somebody was pulling your hair exactly it felt like someone was pulling my pony a ponytail of my hair so did you get headaches yes whoa yeah i was on tylenol constantly that whole week like my nurses every four hours would know to bring me so tylenol. would shaving it alleviate that it did it did it so it hurt getting it, it didn't hurt getting it shaved just because it was sensitive up there okay but um i didn't know that i went to a salon on main street and um it was called kiss kiss bang bang mm-hmm. and they shaved my head for free because my mom called them in advance she's like she needs to have her head shaved um and they were awesome and that's great yeah how was that experience shaving oh it, it? it was the worst um yeah it was really <laughs> yeah not fun yeah my best friend was there so that was great but and your mom yeah, yeah. My mom and my grandma and my best friend. Yeah. Did you did you watch? No. No. I was away from the mirror. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I I can't imagine. Tell me. I mean, and this might seem like a stupid question, but why does it suck so bad? It just you know, feels, especially when you're my age, when you're 16. It's hard to lose your hair at any age, but when you're at 16. Especially in a high school environment, people are mean. Yeah. And um, I I was made fun of, so that's why I wore my wigs forever. Mm-hmm. And and even though I'm sick, people look at you differently, and then they make. There's two types of people, two people who a person who pities you. Yeah. And a person who makes fun of you, which that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, the person who pities you and a person who makes fun of you. And yeah. I didn't want either, so that's why I wore the wigs, but it was just awful. It was just the feeling that 
it's just like a part of you left like i at least me i was always expressive with my hair and my like some people are expressive with clothes i'm expressive with my hair yeah. i'm always in sweatpants and a t-shirt that's all how you're gonna find me yeah my hair i had it down to my like waist i had it up to my shoulders i dyed it bl- like bright blonde like yeah. i did all these things to it just to like because i was bored like some people dye their hair and some people paint the room like there's those it's a way to express yourself and yeah part i mean would you say part of your identity yeah, it's, yeah. it is it is especially for a 16 year or 15 year old girl at the time it's just losing your hair is kind of like it's the end of the world when did, re- it, did it feel like that it did yeah it did and i realize now that it's not but it in that moment in that moment i felt like everyone was staring at me i felt like even at the salon yeah because i'm sure they were that was full (laughs) oh that was full so i felt like i looked like i looked absolutely terrible um and and i'm sure they were supportive and yeah you look beautiful and but does that mean anything no (laughs) Even people tell you, like, oh, you look great with the shaved head. Like, you look fine. Like, your head suits it. Like, I appreciate that. That's kind of you. But I liked my hair. So that's all that I thought about it. Personally. Some people appreciate it. So I'm not saying don't ever do that. Well, no. That's a good conversation to have. Because is that hurtful or helpful? It just reminds you. That it's gone? That it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And to this day, people still say that. Which... I'm a, I'm not I yeah. wouldn't say I'm immune, but I would say it. I still think about like oh I miss my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, do you wish people said nothing at all? What do you wish people would do? I wish people would just not care what people look like. But sadly, that's not how the world works. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. But what do you say for somebody that knows you when you have hair and loves you and is close with you, knows you when you have hair and then sees you then the next day without? What do they say? Because people are probably listening to this and wanting to not say the wrong things. Yeah. um, So what do you say to them? I would first have the conversation. Yeah. Like, how does it make you feel, like, to be asked this question? Yeah. Because no one had that conversation with me. Yeah. The only person who actually, um, who knew me about it, who knew about it, were my parents and my best friend. Yeah. She knew like that. Like, knew how you felt about it. Yeah, because uh, they yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, so they saw that I absolutely had, n- I had no intent to talk about anything that had happened. Because um, I, like, I work things out in my brain. I don't like to talk about my feelings that yeah. much. So I told my best friend to this day doesn't mention that I'm bald unless I bring it up. And you like it. And I love that. I love that way because it just makes me, she just treated me the same. Even when I was on treatment, she would text me, oh my gosh, I have a test tomorrow. I'm not ready for it. Like she would, she would tell me about anything that was going on in her life. She wouldn't try to focus on me. Yeah. And this is my personality. This is my thing. I like to, I care about, it sounds bad, but, and it is, I need to work on it, but I care more about other people than I care about myself. Mm-hmm. So that kept me in the loop. So I like just telling me about your day, like all of that, just if you're like a best friend or, a, or even just a friend, like someone you don't know say, Hey, like, I hope you're doing good. Like I'm, 
Missy and you're around, but, like, they're here. This is what's going on, like, in my life. Like, talk about yourself, because... Because I'm over talking I'm about I'm over me. This. Like, I'm... It's always about me in hospitals, in, like... Yeah. 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 I'm over... T- like, with friends, I'm over talking about me. I want to hear about you. Like, don't yeah. pity me. Don't hold back, because I'm different now. I'm the same Jess. Like, I'm the yeah. same person Or let's talk about that... You know, it's my birthday or I got a new car or that kind of stuff, not this kind of stuff all the time. Not the heavy stuff. Unless I like unless it's okay with me to bring it up because it is my thing. I'm going to bring it up if I want to. Yeah. But I don't want you to bring it up because it's not your business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds harsh, but like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that maybe sometimes because I see patients all the time. And then, you know, they have hair, and then maybe that next clinic appointment they don't. So sometimes I wonder, too, if I don't address it, that I'm, like, acting like it doesn't matter that it happened. Uh, no. I mean, with me, no. Okay. Um, maybe no one address it directly, like, say, hey, you look good today, like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But, no, I don't, I wouldn't take it offensively. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't at all. Because you guys see it every day. Yeah. It's nothing new. Yeah. So, I wouldn't. And I thought I was one of the lucky ones. I kept my hair for two weeks. I was like, I'm going to win this. Like, I don't, yeah. I, my hair is going to stay. It did not. So, that's interesting, too, because a lot of people um, that I know that are fighting a battle with cancer and that are, you know, that lose their hair. Yeah. Um, it's different across the board and when people say, okay, I'm just shaving that, shaving it off. Yeah. You know, some people hold on to their hair until the very last strand. The strand. And some people and are I like, wish, I'm just shaving this. Let's get it over I with. I wish I could have done that. Yeah. But it hurt. And I had to think about what was best for me and yeah. what was best to continue So you on. wanted to keep holding on to it, even though it probably was super patchy. I mean, If I it would, didn't hurt, do you think I you would have held on to it longer? I think it would have looked worse. So I think in the end, like, I would have lasted a week and I would have been yeah. over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I I mean, I wish it stayed longer, but it's coming back. It's okay. So. Yeah. It's hair. It's going to grow back either way. I realized in the end that it's just hair. It's, it's not everyone has it. A lot of people do. And it's just a fact of, it's just a factor of you look different than everyone else, but like, who cares? Like, some people do. And I get it. I cared for a long time. Yeah. But in the end, you're going to be dealing with much worse things in your life. And the way you feel is going to feel so much worse. Yeah. So why care about your hair? Or why stress about your hair? Because it's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to come back better and more prettier than it w- ever even was. Yeah. So I'm just kind of that's where And, and that's where you are with it. Yeah. That's but my so, current stance on it. So sometimes... Do you get down about it still, or do you feel like yeah. you, you feel... Yeah. Um, I still get down. And like I said, when people say, oh, you should keep the shaved head, like, I immediately, in my brain, my brain goes, ha-ha, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's my tick. I, that's what I ha, say. Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I go, ha-ha, I'm over it. I'm, yeah. Wait, I can't wait to get my hair back. Yeah. That's my, like, nice response. In my head, yeah. I'm, like, thinking, oh, so they notice it, too. So we talked about your hair being a part of your identity, but then... Also, what about how hair defines beauty for women? Yeah. What, how do you feel about that? I think for a lot of women, it's just how they, they need their hair. They need that one thing. 
and I think I think I was that person and I think that defined it as a part of what makes you beautiful or not yeah, yeah. I think the hair was a big part yeah like it expressed like you said it expresses you and it, yeah it's a big part of what makes you beautiful yeah I don't in the end I hair no hair it's not going to change the way you are as a person and that doesn't make you any less beautiful of a person yeah um for some people hair doesn't come back yeah 99 percent, but that one percent who doesn't come back like or it does but it comes back different you know with patches yeah you know bald patches or maybe you've had like a brain tumor and you have a huge scar and it's not growing back where that scar is yeah yeah just it doesn't hair doesn't define you it just it's just it think of it as a pair of sunglasses it's just an accessory yeah it's just or a jewelry like it's if it's a necklace like it's just something that's there to comfort you yeah to make you feel more pretty um but that doesn't make you any less pretty once it's gone and do you feel like not having hair is and and you know how that can suck for lack of a better mm-hmm. word is because it's obvious or because it's like a reminder that you have cancer um, because bald and cancer are hand in hand and yeah. they associate itself do you feel like you being bald is a you know, if you look in the mirror, it's a reminder of cancer, or do you not re- necessarily associate I that? associated it with being sick. Yeah. I felt when I was bald, I always was si- I was sick. Yeah. Um, and now that you're it's a, yeah, it's, off treatment, yeah. for how long? For I've been off treatment for since June, and it's September. It's a day in September, September 5th. So how does that feel to be done with cancer and in remission, but still having maybe that reminder? Is that it? Just it, I now that I'm done with it, I look as it at it as a, an accomplishment. Like wow. I, like it's over, and it's just kind of a reminder that yeah, you had it, but you're you're done now. Mm-hmm. And just the little pokey hairs that come through—that's mm-hmm. just your—that's just like a trophy. It's another yeah. accessory. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just an accessory. It's just it's so crazy how normalized be having long hair for girls having long hair is. Yeah, that's like just what and culture says women look like. It's just what people see every day, and mm-hmm. they think that's normal. Mm-hmm. There's probably just as many bald girls as there are girls with hair. Yeah, and we, but we just parts of the world we just and... don't see it. Yeah. Especially in high school. Yeah. So it's just, it's just an accessory. That's do, all I come down to, isn't it? It's an do accessory. you think that, and you've never been, you know, a girl with, or a woman with cancer outside of high school, so you couldn't relate to her. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's different having to be bald in a high school setting? Like that I first, think, that first day coming back. I think it is. I, it depends on what you do in your everyday life. Yeah. If you're a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, what, like, you think it'd be different for you than, you know, what if, what if I had to go through that and go to work and be bald? What's the difference? I think Between an adolescent girl. Yeah. Are a lot meaner Mm -hmm. than adults are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying adults can't be mean. Mm -hmm. I am saying, or judgmental, I'm saying kids still have not developed that, oh, like that that little switch in their brain that makes them more like 
empathize. Yeah. They don't empathize as easily as adults do. Yeah. Um, and if they do empathize, they empathize too much and they haven't balanced it out yet. Yeah. So it's either, like I said earlier, it's either, oh, I'm so, so, so sorry for you. And they yeah. only talk about that or yeah. they're like, haha, like, where's your hairline? Yeah. And do you think that all of the jokes were always like with ill will and malice, like to be mean? Or do you think people just were trying to be funny because they didn't know what to do or say? Well, with me, Maybe everyone who made fun of me was someone I didn't know. Oh. So it was to – maybe they thought it was funny. Maybe they were trying to impress their friends. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they were rude. And yeah. And they need – that's just not cool. Like, no. they don't understand – they don't know my story. They don't know what I'm going through. No. Why would you make a joke? Yeah. What if my best friend had cancer? What if I shaved my head for her? Yeah. Would you make a joke then? Yeah. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, like – who raised you to act like such an <laughs> like a word I won't say it, since we're putting it in the public. But who raised you to be such a Fit, jerk? Hey. Like it's just follow your heart, say what you want to say, Jeff. Who who raised you to who, your mama would not be proud of you for saying that to a sick person. Yeah. No. Like no. And sometimes I just cannot believe the stuff that you hear. that you guys tell me. Yeah, it's wild. It's... You honestly think how in the hell <laughs> How do, does that even cross somebody's mind to say? I don't know. Yeah. And I wish I did, but but hopefully it's conversations like these and people hearing they just aren't educated. Yeah. They are yeah, unaware of what's actually going on in a person's life and I get it. Yeah. You don't know what's going on so you can't. Yeah. It's just it's just don't I always say don't speak that you have no point in being in. So like yeah. don't speak on someone else's stuff like yeah. don't. Yeah. It's not yours, so don't mess with it. Yeah. Leave it be. Okay, so perfect segment into if you think about your whole journey mm -hmm. from that day one until the day that you rang the bell, what's your high and your low? My high and low, my definite low would be mucositis. <laughs> oh, mucositis, you rude, rude. It's sleep. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. So tell, I, tell everybody what mucositis is. Mucositis is the irritation of your entire GI tract. So your throat, mm -hmm. your esophagus lining inside your chest. Mm -hmm. Basically feels like you have big sores blocking anything that, oh my gosh. Every, how worst. many times? I had it all five times. So for three or four days, I would not eat a single thing. And... Sadly, I didn't lose any weight, which sounds really bad. But <laughs> I, the one thing I would always make jokes. I said, "Hey, I'm gonna." I would make jokes to make me feel better. I say, um, "Hey, where's my Make a Wish? I have a really good college application essay, <laughs> and why am I? Not, I guess I'm gonna lose weight now." Wait, what? What did you make a wish? I actually, I'm gonna. I want. I asked to meet Amy Poehler and ah! Nick Offerman <laughs> from Parks and Recreation. Oh my God, I love that. Show. I know. I'm what so if excited. we say that we, we should say that Lifting the Fog is is located in Pawnee. That'd be so cool. Yeah, That'd we should. Oh, okay, Amy, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> you gotta meet I'll my girl make Jess. Sure to show her. Yeah, if I meet her. But um, yeah. So those are my three jokes and. I never did lose weight, but back to mucositis. Yes. <laughs> um, mucositis is the irritation of your inner lining of your esophagus. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you're throwing up. Throwing up. You can't, 
it's not just you can't eat anything because it hurts. Yeah. It's because it comes back up because yes. your stomach's like your throat Ugh. is so mad at you. So you're yeah. constantly throwing. You up. were miserable. I was the. I was not a happy camper with Zika's. No. Were you angry or crying or all of that? I was. I don't think I could have even thought to to do Too anything. Yeah. I was just like laying there, laying there, trying not to cry. Yeah. <laughs> were you hospitalized every time? I was luckily not. Yeah. I was. I w- my fourth and fifth. I remember. Yeah, I time. remember two times, or was it three? It was. It was two times. My fourth and fifth round of chemo, I didn't have to go in the hospital, cause it was my birthday, and I refused to go one yeah. time, and it was fine. You had mucositis on your birthday. I did. Ugh. I didn't stop Next me from year, eating pizza, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> Next year you're gonna have a great birthday. I know. I'm gonna have a sweet seventeen. Is what yes. I'm gonna call it. Oh, I love it. But um, okay, so that was your first time not going. That was your low. That mucositis. was my mucositis is my low. Yeah. Absolute mucositis. worst thing. We, you need a shirt right now. Jess is wearing a shirt that says cancer sucks. I do. So you need I a am. shirt that says mucositis sucks. I, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be my sweet gonna... 17 birthday present to you. <laughs> mucositis And I'll get sucks. a matching one. I love it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm, uh, my uncle, um, I wore this around my uncle when I went to visit him uh-huh. this summer in July. And he, I like start walking out. Me and my cousin are walking to the car and he's picking us up for lunch. Uh-huh. And he sees my shirt and he just cracks up. He goes, you know what? You should say have a shirt that says cancer is my bitch. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so I down to wear it. that shirt. That probably exists. Oh, it does. He Googled yeah. a bunch of, um, this one's bad. but I've I, seen chemo brain is a bitch. Really? I uh-huh. haven't seen that one. Uh-huh. I saw cancer should get cancer and die. <laughs> <laughs> also love that one. Yeah. Um, oh. A high of my overall journey. Yes. Was, what's your high? ringing the bell yeah. was probably the best moment. Talk to me about that. Um, I was ang- anxious that I wasn't going to get to do it the day before because I invited, like... <laughs> you didn't get to do it on the day you invited people? No, I did. Oh, I did, okay. But okay. I was nervous the day before. Oh, I sorry, did my sorry. CT scan sure. the day before. Okay. I was, like, afraid that I wasn't going to... I invited all these people and I wasn't going to get to ring the bell. Like, he was going to tell me bad news. Like, blah, 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 blah. I invited... Wait a second. So were you more worried that you invited all these people and they would be disappointed and not I mean, that your scans would come back? <laughs> well, both. I think yes. it was part of each other, but that goes back to you just caring always about other people. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> okay, but, so keep yeah, going though. So, keep telling me. Yeah, I was anxious the day before, but I mean, it, I we we emailed my doctor, Dr. Croup beforehand. We we're like, if it, it's not clear, you need to call us because we need to cancel all these people. Yeah. But he said, it looks good. We'll ring the bell tomorrow. Like, I so I knew beforehand, which is great. Yeah. So that Good was nice. Of mine. Yeah. And did you cry at my bell? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did mom? I think so. Yeah. I was so excited. Your mom is a stoic, sweet soul. Yes. She's always. <laughs> That's she's, the perfect way to describe her. She's even keel. She's, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. But I think my mom cried. I invited my best friend's mom and my, her, my mm-hmm. best friend. Um, then my other best friend who could drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then my family friends. And, yeah. Uh, my uncle and my grandparents came. It was a big, it was a big crowd. But. I think my grandma definitely cried. My da- my grandma that cookie making grandma. Yes, cookie gra- making oh, grandma. She's a she's a sweet soul. She's a sweet soul. <laughs> she made also, the best cookies. The and best. She, yes. 
that the best. I, every time I went to the center, I brought at least three dozen cookies for the nurses and every, all the staff. Yeah. So they yeah. knew me as Cookie Girl. Yeah. Even in inpatient and outpatient. Both of them knew me as Cookie Girl. Really? Even yeah. inpatient? Yeah. Inpatient. I mean, they were, they're like, if a Panera cookie is a 8.5, I would say your grandma's cookies are better than Panera. I would agree. A 10. I mean, maybe a 9.9 because what really is a 10? You You know, know, nothing is ever perfect, but it would be a 9.9. They're they're amazing. I've had them my whole life. They were pretty great. But But ringing the bell was your high. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you remember feeling any certain emotion when you did it? Was it relief? Was it excitement? Was it joy? It was relief. It was like, okay. I can get back to my normal life now. I don't, yeah. I mean, I still have to be cautious. I'm still going to be spacey, but I can get back to what I used to love to do. I can go back to doing silks. I can go back to my barn. The barn was too dirty for me to go to. Cause yeah, because you're immune compromised exactly. on treatment. and Yeah. So I can go to my barn. I can go to school without worrying, having to hand sanitize my hands every 10 minutes. Like, yeah. I can do these normal things. I can go out to eat and not worry about yeah. the food being compromised, like, yeah but do you feel like that chapter in your book is written and done and on to the next or do you feel like you know it's never fully I don't think it's ever gonna fully end yeah I think I'm gonna have I'm checking up every six months of my life every year of my life until I'm full to the point where they're like you don't need to come anymore we are sure you don't have cancer anymore yeah and I may be clear, but what does clear, clear really mean if I'm going back every six months? Yeah. It just means that I'm chem- I'm done with chemo. I, That's interesting you say that. So do you feel like you feel like you're not clear? In be- a way. Because you're in a way because you're constantly having to go get checked up. And that gives you a, a sense of what? Like, how does that, I mean, it just gives me a sense that, OK, I could come back, but I beat it once before I can beat it again. So that's pretty You just have to go through you gotta go through your lows before you can get to the high. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I think your story is so inspiring and your attitude is so inspiring. Thank you. Mm Mhm. Do you love to hear people compliment you? I get a little awkward when you Yeah, your face is like like, shut up. (laughs) No, it's just I, I just don't are. feel any. And diff- how many times do you hear that? I'm sure in a this lot, journey, a is, lot. You know, you're a hero and you're I brave. I heard it in the hallway when I was coming to let you in. I ran into my school officer, who's awesome, by yeah. the way. Um, but I ran, I ran a music festival with my school called the Last Rock Summer, and uh-huh. like I worked with him on that. And he's like, "You're a rock star for doing this on chemo." My assistant principal said that too, and yeah. I appreciate it. That makes me feel so happy. Except, I would have done it off chemo. Like what, I mean, I'm an ambitious person. I constantly yeah. like to be doing something. I'm a busy body. I will run myself into the, till I cry tired. Like, like I, crash. Until yeah. I crash. So I just didn't feel like, I just didn't feel any different. I felt different, obviously. I was different. It changed my life, but it also made me a lot more clear in the head. Like, yeah. this matters, this doesn't. Like, life's too short to get up Hang, hung up on the little things like yeah. there's just no point yeah okay let's end on what do you wish if you had one wish yes that people knew okay what would it be what would be your wish i wish that people would understand that 
having cancer doesn't make you like you're not cancer is not a death sentence um it's a disease it's there's many forms of it and for some people it it's very deadly and it can be very hurtful but it's not for everyone Mm -hmm. so don't make assumptions that's overall just don't make assumptions about anyone who's sick with a type of cancer because you have no idea what they're going through on one end so just treat them normally like maybe have one conversation with them like how do you want this to go like what makes you comfortable and what makes you uncomfortable what do you need what do you need me to do and like they're just I promise you at least the young ones are just gonna say I just need a friend I need you to treat me like I'm not sick yeah and that'll be the bright best part of their day I do have another question yeah um did you connect with anybody on treatment that was going through the same thing as you um no but I did connect with a girl after I rang the bell who I had never even met her before she we followed each other on Instagram we knew each other that was on treatment she was on treatment yes I had no idea she was a she was on treatment um before but she rang the bell three months before I was even diagnosed okay so um I think that's how that went. Yeah. Yes. Um, but she commented, she's like, congratulations with a purple heart. And I was like, huh. Yeah. I was like, how do you know that? And so I went on her Instagram. I followed her. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I saw her picture with her doctor and her yeah. ner- her nurse practitioner and her ringing the bell at the same bell that I rung. And I was like, whoa. So, <laughs> it sounds so, so dumb. Like, whoa. But, <laughs> but. And then I, I direct message her, and she goes, and I said, I am so sorry. I, did, I had no idea. Like, thank you for your nice words, and I'm so happy that you're clear as well. And she's like, yeah, anytime. And then we just started talking, like, question after question. And in the end, we were like, if you ever need anything, please direct message me. Like, get in contact with yeah. me because I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. We can advocate together. We can yeah. do it. Yeah. I just can't imagine. Um, you had a lot of support. You had yeah. wonderful parents and wonderful friends. and. But not really talking to anybody else that's going through the same thing. Because nobody can really relate to you. No. That's the thing. Is that I was, hard? No. Well. Are you just so in the thick of it you're not even, like, you know, thinking about that? I don't know. I mean, there were days I would sleep for 17 hours. Yeah. And the only hours I was awake was when I was getting treatment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I don't think even talking to anyone. I feel like. There was a man who, I might cry when I talk about this, but he was my kind of inspiration for the whole thing. It was my old best friend's dad who was diagnosed with colon cancer and it um, was cleared and then came back and it was cleared again, came back and in the end I was still going through treatment and he had passed away. Um, So he was kind of my inspiration for fighting and he, he had cancer for, I don't know, eight years since I'd known him and I never got to talk to him before like I never asked him any questions beforehand because I just went right into it yeah and I never got away and I never said like thank you for I never said thank you for being a role model well I think he probably hears you now yeah. and is so proud of you because you fought hard and you kicked, I did you kicked cancer's ass yeah <laughs> he <laughs> He, his dad came up to me at his funeral. He goes, you keep fighting like uh, 
I won't say his name for his family for a yeah. reason, but yeah. you keep fighting, like... For him. For him. And you just did. Just like he did. And you did. And I did. And, and you beat it. And I beat it. And I'm happy, and I just wish... And I'd maybe maybe he was your guardian angel through it all. Maybe. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Okay, let's end on this. Let's end on a good note. Yes. Justice hey. crying. <laughs> <laughs> is is bald beautiful? What do you think? I think whatever makes you feel beautiful, even if you're bald, you are beautiful always. Yeah. Inside. It's not the way you look on the outside that makes you beautiful. It's what you, how who you are as a person. And yeah. That's all that really matters in the end. So to the girl that just shaved her head, you say what? It's not going to matter in three months. Hang in there. It's it, Hang in there, exactly. People don't care. I also say people don't care as much as you think they do. People. Yeah, you probably care the most. You are your biggest critic. Yeah. You are your biggest critic, and everyone around you still loves you. People who judge, that's their issue, not yours. There's yeah. something going on with yeah. them. Um, It'll get better. You are truly, if I'm speaking to a person who it just has to shave their head, you are always going to be beautiful. When you're bald, when you had hair, and when your hair comes back, you're always going to be beautiful. You're always going to be you, and that's all that matters. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Jess. Anytime. <laughs> love ya. Love you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll find it. Thank you for tuning in to Lifting the Fog. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lifting the Fog One. Also, we want to introduce a new segment that we want to feature called Monday Mama Motivation. But to do this, we need your help. So we are calling out to all of our oncology mamas out there. Send us your stories of hope, inspiration, and motivation to start off our week. We want your good, your bad, your ugly stories, and you can reach out and ask other moms to weigh in and offer up any support that they may have because you are not alone in this. Our hope is to create a safe space to share and receive support. So email us at liftingthefog1 at gmail and weigh in as we begin to feature our new segment, Monday Mama Motivation. And as always, Lifting the Fog is an independent podcast. All information, thoughts, and opinions shared are for informational purposes only. No material on this podcast is intended to be substituted for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please always seek the advice of your qualified health provider with any questions you may have. Thanks as always, and have a good week.